Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Um, it's your boy, Nate Carter, man. Um, trying something different, you know, trying something new. Um, for those who do not know or probably not have realized, um, but majority of the times I make or I, you know, orchestrate a podcast episode, I usually have a script, right? I have a script that's written down on the screen and, um, I literally read it word for word, you know, and, you know, um, that I, I don't believe that's any, there's anything wrong with that. Um, I believe that's good and it's worked out for me. And, you know, um, and it's really helped me, you know, to really establish a foundation of what I want to talk about in my episodes. But, you know, I, I decided today I want to step a little bit outside my comfort zone. You know, I wanted to, you know, not necessarily write a, a a script and, and read things word for word, but, you know, just, you know, touch on the subject and allow it to be more raw, right? More unscripted. No, not, that's not to say that, you know, um, me reading it word for word, that was, that was, you know, still raw and my ideas and, you know, a lot of research and studying went into that, but this, you know, episode is going to be a little bit more, you know, unscripted, more raw, more, more of a conversational type of deal. So, um, you guys let me know um, if you guys like this um, better or if you guys like the other ways better as um, how it is in the previous episode. So, like I said, your feedback is um, important to me and, you know, I- I'm here to serve you guys. But, you know, as you guys probably see in the title um, of this episode, I, I want to talk about something that is just um, so common. You know, in this day and age, especially in in the Christian culture, you know, and that's, you know, about God's will. And, you know, we we, as Christians always ask questions, Okay, Lord, um, you know, what's your will for my life? You know, uh, we we ask, you know, God, uh, should I date this person? Should I date that person? Lord, should I take this job? Should I take that job? Should I move here? Should I move there? Like we always have this constant um, idea of what God's will is for us, right? And we always question, ask God, you know, for every question and for everything in our life, you know, of Lord, what is your will for my life? Lord, what what do you want me to do? And um, I don't believe there's anything wrong with that at all. You know, there's nothing wrong with seeking God for to find out, you know, what his will is um, and his plan for our life. I think that's good, you know, but I do believe that the way that we are doing it as Christians is wrong. You know, I believe that the way we're approaching this and the mindset that some Christians have about wanting to know God's will is wrong. Right. And um, it's problematic, especially in the society um, and especially in the culture that, that we are growing up in. You know, and I, I want to discuss that, especially in this episode, you know, and so. To, to begin this right that there's two types of god's will right there there's god's known will right and then there's god's unknown will 
right? God's known will, right? What what, what is God's known will? It's his, his, his will that is revealed to us through his word, right? John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, right? It was revealed to us that God's known will for us is to be in fellowship with God. Right to be in right relationship with God, to honor and to bring God glory. Right, that is God's known will to us, His known will to us, revealed to us through His Word. Right, and then included in that known will is God's moral will. Right, and it's His will that's revealed to us through His Word of how we should live our lives. Right, for example, like First Thessalonians chapter five, verses sixteen to eighteen, it says, "Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you." Right, and then First Thessalonians chapter four, verse three to five, it says, "It is God's will that you should be sanctified, and that you should avoid sexual sexual immorality. That each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable." Not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. Right? First Peter three seventeen. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Right? So throughout all of scripture, right, and um we see time and time again of in it has it is written like this, like it is God's will. Or um for it is God's will or something like that, right? We see that time and time again in the Bible. And even if you look at God's word, we could see that God has revealed his will to us, right? That God has made himself known to us through his word, that the, the plans and the way that God has called us to live is revealed to us through his word, right? So that's God's known will. That's the first type of God's will. And the second type of God's will is what? His unknown will, right? And this is the sovereign plan um, that God has for us in the future that he has for us, right? Obviously, the unknown will is the stuff that we do not know, right? What does God have me at five years from now? Where where am I? Where does God have me live six years from now, seven years from now? You know, what job am I going to have 10 years from now, right? The unknown will of God, the things that we do not know, the things that we can't answer by flipping through the scriptures in God's will, right? And like I said earlier, like there's nothing wrong with asking for wisdom and understanding of god's will it even says in james chapter 1 verse 5 it says if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you right so we can come to god and, and humbly and, and, and go to god like lord like you know what, what's your will for my lord give me wisdom lord give me clarity we could do that right but like i said earlier the problem is not what we're asking the problem is is how we're approaching it, right? The mindset we have that where we're approaching in God's will, right? Number one, you know, the the reason and the problem is when we are asking God for something that is number one already revealed to us in His Word, and number two is against the already known will and character of God. Right. We constantly as Christians and especially in this culture, I have seen so many Christians, you know, ask God for something or Lord, what's your will? Lord, should I date this person? Lord, should I date that person? Lord, should I do this? Lord, should I do that? Right. And the answer is in the word. The, the, the answer to the question is in the word of God. 
or what we're asking is completely against the character and the known will of God. For example, right, especially with the young adults and, you know, Christians in college. And, you know, I believe that marriage is one of the biggest um, blessings that, that God has given us. And it's also one of the biggest, if not the biggest decision that you will ever make in your entire life. But especially in this culture of dating, right, we constantly ask ourselves, Lord, am I supposed to date this person? Lord, am I supposed to date that person? Lord, this, Lord, that, like, Lord, am I supposed to? It's like. It, we we make something that's so simple, so complicated, right? God's saying God has given us the blueprint of what you should and should not look for in a spouse, right? In Proverbs thirty one, for the men out there who are listening, Christian men out there, right? Who who you're asking, you're, you're talking to a female, or 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 you're thinking about pursuing a woman. And you're asking, Lord, am I supposed to pursue this woman? Lord, Lord, uh, is this person, is this woman the the right run for me? Or we we come up with this this, this slogan: Is she the one? Is, is this my soulmate? All all this nonsense stuff, right? It's like read Proverbs thirty one, right? Whoever you're pursuing, as a man, whatever woman you are pursuing, if she does not line up with the godly characteristics. Of what a wife should be in the godly marriage that's found in Proverbs 31. If it's outside of that, then that woman is not God's will for you. It's simple. And for the woman out there, if a man is pursuing you or if a man wants to be in a relationship with you and that man does not represent the Ephesians 5 biblical biblical characteristics of what a husband should be in a godly marriage then that man is not God's will for you it's simple it's like God has laid out this is what a proverb this is what a, a wife should be in a godly marriage this is what a husband should be in a godly marriage and if you are pursuing you have the desire to be married you desire to be married and you are pursuing someone or someone is pursuing you if their life does not line up with what the word says then that is not god's will for you right we would get like christians get into relationships with people who are not christian and then ask god god is this person for me it's like god said do not be in unequally yoked relationships do not be in relationship with a non-believer it, it's 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 black and white it's literally black and white in the scripture. But but so many times, like, Lord, just, just give me a sign, Lord. Like, man, like, Lord, if I'm supposed to date this person. Uh, 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 let me see a, a dove today. Or, 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 or Lord, or, or, or like, we come up with the craziest things to try to manipulate God into doing something, into telling us something that he has already given us and, and told us through his word. Like, we come up with the craziest scenarios, asking for signs and wonders and miracles and all this stuff. And listen, I'm not saying that God cannot do that. But what I am saying is that the most reliable way that God speaks to us is through his word. So why is it that we can't go to the word of God in order to receive God's will for us in our life, but we want to go to everything else? 
We want to go to everything outside of God's word in order to get the answers to our to the God's will for our life when it is found in black and white in God's word. Right. We, we ask the question, Lord, am I supposed to go to this college, that college? Am I supposed to travel to this city or that city? Am I supposed to have this job or that job? It's like First Corinthians 1031. It says whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory. Do it all for the glory of God. Right. Acts seventeen twenty six. It says from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Right. Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. And, and, and just just a. A, 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 a big. um revelations to those who do not know right for everyone that has trusted in jesus christ for salvation hear me for everyone that has trusted in jesus christ for salvation and believes in his death and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sin if you are that person you are called to ministry that may shock you but if you have trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation and you believe in his death and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins, then you are called to ministry. Meaning that wherever you work, whatever you do, wherever you're at right now that God has placed you in, make sure you're on a mission to make Jesus' name famous and that you're doing ministry. We get so caught up in Lord, what am I supposed to take this job at, at KFC or this job at Chick-fil-A? Lord, am I supposed to go to this college in Wyoming or this college in Alabama or whatever, whatever it is? And it's like, wherever you're going to go, wherever you choose to go, can you do ministry there? Are you going to be on a mission there? Or wherever God has you right now, can you do it for the glory of God? Can you work for the Lord and not for not for everyone else, not for human masters? Can you do that? Right. We 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 think that. Wherever we're at right now, that it must be a mistake because it's not the life that someone else that we that someone else is living. Right. We are so caught up in the culture of social media and comparison that we will compare our walk with Christ to someone else. And it's like, OK, Lord, if I am not in the stage that this person I'm comparing myself to is, then where I'm at right now must not be your will. What? It's like, do we believe like I, I feel like that sometimes as Christians, especially in this culture, we don't believe that God gives good gifts to his children it's like we believe that god is trying to withhold good from us like we believe that 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 we're going to possibly mess up god's will for our life and, and the only and, and the only way that we could possibly mess up god's will for our life is if we do not follow his known will in his word And 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 the known will that's in his word is in black and blue is in black and white. Excuse me. But it, it's so easy for us to to understand. Yet we don't want to go into it. 
right? The problem we face as Christians is that God's word is just not enough. Why is God's word not enough for us? Why is it that we have to go to every other alternative to know God's will for our life outside the most reliable source, which is God's word? Right? Why is it that we can never be content where we're at and we're constantly seeking more and more stuff? <laughs> it's like it's like it's like, like lower am i supposed to date this person it's like does that match does the person match up with why i say my word yeah yeah lord okay but can you send me a sign it's like why are we constantly trying to seek more like like we don't want to follow god's known will for us but we expect god to reveal his unknown will for us in our lives we don't want to follow God's word. We don't want to live a holy and sanctified life, right? We don't want to flee from a sexual morality, right? We don't want to do what God has already called us and told us to do, but we expect God and we ask God to reveal to us his unknown will in our lives. Like, why, why would God do that? Why would he tell you something or tell you more if you haven't already listened to what he has already told you. Why? Like, why would God give you more revelation on something if the revelation he has already given to you in his word you're not following? Yet we ask for other things, expecting God to give us more than what he has already given us. Like we, we, we're, we're in a culture, we live in a culture where we just want more, 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 more. We're never content. Like we're, we're never content. Like we can't glorify God now and bring glory to his name now and be on a mission now where God has, has us in right now. What makes us think that we're going to do it when we get to where we want to get to? If we can't glorify God now in the job we have now, what makes us think that when we get to the career path that we want to, that we're dreamed of, that we're going to do it then? Like, just think about that. Like, we constantly ask the question, what does God want me to do with my life, that we lose focus of where we're at right now? We're so caught up in the future, the future, the future, the future, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And it's like, worry about today. Like, focus on today. Focus on where God has you today. I I, um, I listened to this one podcast and this one minister um, called Jonathan Pakluda. I might have butchered his last name, but his his name he has a podcast called the Becoming Something Podcast, right? And I watched um it was a while back, and if you guys don't know who he is, it's an amazing minister um um and go his he has an amazing absolutely amazing podcast called the Becoming Something Podcast. So go search that up um on Spotify Apple Podcasts. I encourage you all to go look at that. But he 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 gave an example of what he of what God's will is and it was amazing and he's and it was like God's will is a fence right we think of God's will as a fence and here's what I mean by that it's like um there's a, there's a man he has his family like little children right and the child goes to the father and it says dad I want to go play in the backyard right 
I want to go play in the backyard. The father says, yeah, he said, go ahead and go play in the backyard. There's swings back there. There's slides back there. There's um, 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 games, and you can do and you can throw balls back there, and you can do whatever you want to do in the backyard. But don't touch the pool, right? right? Don't touch the pool because you don't know how to swim, right? So I'm trying to prevent you from dying. So you can do whatever you want to do in the backyard, but don't touch the pool, right? So the child goes to the backyard, then he comes back later, right? He says, Dad, 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 should I go on a slide or should I go on a swing set? And the father says, he's like, it, it doesn't matter what you do. He's like, you can go on a slide or you can go on a swing set. Like, you, you can do what you want to do. Just don't touch the pool. So the child leaves again, and the child comes back to father. It says, Dad, 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 should I go on a slide or should I go on a swing set? He's and the child says, I want to, I want to enjoy all the goodness. I want to do, I want to have fun. I want to do all these things, right? And but should I go on a slide or a swing set? And the dad's like, I want you to experience all that I have for you in the backyard within the fence. I want to I want you to experience and, and to enjoy everything that I have given you, but I don't want you to touch the pool. So you can do everything you want to do except for touching the pool. Right? And it's like God has given us so much good in our lives. He has given us so much blessings in this entire world. But he says, do not touch the pool. He's like, experience good, live for me, and do not sin. It's simple. He's like, I don't care whether you go on a swing. I don't care whether you whether you want to go on a slide. I don't care whether you want to throw the balls around. I have given you the free will to do what I have to, to do what you want to do. I've given you the free will to experience all of the blessings I've given you here on this earth. But do not sin. Why? Because sin is only going to lead to death. Sin is only going to separate you from me. I don't care who you get into a relationship with. But do not sin. Do not have sex out with that woman if she's not your wife. Do not have sex with that man if he is not your husband. If that man or that woman is not leading you closer to God, then that is not God's will for you. Like, why is this so difficult for us to understand? Why do we make it so hard? I have given you the free will to choose who you want to date. It doesn't matter if it's Rachel, Rebecca, it doesn't matter if it's Chris or Jacob. If they're leading you to God and you desire marriage, then marry them because that's my will for you. It's my will for you to be married and to experience a godly marriage and to experience all the blessings and all the, and all the favor that comes with a godly marriage while growing closer to me. And if that person is not leading you in that direction, that's not my will for you. Right? I want you to go somewhere, doesn't matter what state is in, I don't care if it's Alaska, Alabama, I don't care if it's Georgia or, 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 or Utah or Connecticut, I don't care where it is, I want you to be on mission wherever you're at. I want you to be in ministry wherever you're at. I want you to glorify my name wherever you're at. 
I don't care if it's in if 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 it's in Minnesota. I don't care if it's in Georgia. Like we make things so complicated. And we expect God to speak to us in a way that's out of visions, dreams, prophetic words. When the most reliable way that God speaks to us is through his word. Why is the word of God not enough? If you're listening to this and you're one of these people who are constantly asking yourself, what's God's will for my life? Which, once again, I'm saying it's not a bad question. But if you're constantly asking this and you're not going into the word of God to try to figure out what it is, but you're continuously asking God for signs and wonders and for miracles and for all these other things, and you're not going to the word of God, ask yourself the question is, why is God's word not enough? Why am I not content with God's word? Why am I not content with where I'm at? Right? Why? Why is it, why is it that I need more than God's word to understand God's will for me. Right? Your ability to know God's unknown will for your life is directly related to your obedience to his known will. If you're not obedient to God's word, if you're not obedient to to, to what he's called you to do and how he's called you to live, why would he why would you expect him to reveal to you his unknown will if you're not listening to what he's already told you right and in the midst of the times where we don't where we're doing that let let's say like we said we're in God's word right we're, and and there's questions that God's word doesn't specifically answer right for example right we're we're you know, we're, we're, we're asking, okay, Lord, there's, there's these two great job opportunities, right? They both glorify you, right? But I'm, but I need some discernment on which is on what, on what you have for me. I need some discernment on, of, you know, I need some discernment that's not blue, black, and white in God's word of, um, what I should do, right? So what do we go to, right? And you know, this acronym of I, I've heard of the GPS system, right? The GPS, the G is God's word, right? We we go back to God's word and see, okay, what does God's word say about what I'm asking, right? And this is not just for God's will. This is not just, this is for like really life in general. Like whatever question you guys have as a Christian in your walk with Christ, this system is the primary example of, of how you should go about, how how you should go about everything, right? So the G is right is God's word, right? What does God's word say about what I'm asking, right? The P is to pray, right? Praying for direction, praying for wisdom, right? Asking and seeking God for direction, right? Just like we said earlier, um, we we can go to God, we can ask God for wisdom, right? And he wants us to know that, like He wants us to know that if we lack wisdom, that we should ask God, and He will generously give it to us, right? So G is going to God's word. The P is for prayer. The last one is S, right? It's to seek counsel, right? And make sure that the counsel that you seek are those who are in God's word, right? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, it says, The way of fools seem right to them, but the wise listen to advice, right? So make sure that you're seeking, you're surrounding yourself with people who 
are like you. You're surrounding yourself with people who love God, who are in God's word, who can who can sit down and talk with you about what God's will is and about what God's word says. Right. Seek counsel. So GPS system, God's word. Right. What does God's word say about what I'm asking? That's the G. The P is to pray. Right. Praying for direction, praying for wisdom, right? asking and seeking God for all of that. Right. And then the S is to seek counsel. Right. Seek wise counsel. That's in God's word. Right. And just to wrap this unscripted episode up. Right. Um, just just a couple points, man. Like like real talk, like dive, dive into God's word. Right. Stop trying to take shortcuts in your walk with Christ. Stop trying to take shortcuts. Dive into God's word. Get into his word. Pray. Right. Constantly, continuously. Right. Seek counsel. Right. Don't try to take shortcuts. Right. Half hearted obedience is not honor God. It doesn't. You need to be all in or you need to be all out. Right. The place that God has for you right now, um, you're there for a reason. Right. Be faithful wherever you're at and glorify God in all that you do. Right. Wherever you're at. Right. And in the midst and, and lastly, in the midst of the times where we don't have an answer, in the midst of the times where we don't have clarity, what do we do? Right. The word of God calls us to walk by faith. Right. We have to understand that God is always in control. Right. And that he has ordained our steps. Right. He has set out a plan for each and every one of us. Right. God's not in heaven like, oh, man, I can't believe they walked through that door, man. Ugh, now now the plan I have for them is useless. It's ruined. They walked through that door. I didn't want them to walk through now. Like, no, God's not in the, not God. It's not God's not in heaven worrying about something that he has control over. And that's your life, right? God is in total control of your life. So walk by faith. When we don't have clarity, when we don't have answers, we walk by faith and not by sight. Right? So, yeah, what what is God's will for my life? We, we find that in his word. We, we find the answer to that question in his word. We dive into his word. You know, the most reliable way God speaks to us is through his word. So I appreciate you guys all listening to this unscripted um, episode. Um, And yeah, let me know if if this is better for you guys, if, if you guys enjoy this more or if you guys would rather um, me go back to the old ways and just type up everything and write everything down and i mean either way i'm here to serve y'all you know i, I love y'all um i thank you guys for tuning in um please give me feedback on, on my social media pages on um, my instagram is underscore nathan carter five um, my twitter is underscore nate carter five those are my two main social media platforms that i use so please most definitely give me feedback on on, on this episode what you think what i can improve on I'm all that stuff. I'm here to serve you guys. And also let me know what you guys want me to talk about. You know, I have um, hundreds and thousands of topics to, to discuss, but I want to know what you guys want me to touch on, what you guys want to hear from me. And it could be anything, um, literally anything. Um, 
So, yeah, I thank you guys. Um, have an amazing day, and God bless. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend, family member, or anybody that you think would benefit from listening to this. If you feel led to support this podcast in any way, please feel free to do so. Let me know what you guys want to hear or any subject that you guys want me to talk about in my next episode. Always remember to keep God first, and I encourage you today to stay hungry and stay humble. See you next time on the Carter Effect Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless.